1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest Locked on Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. On Twitter, DMs are open. Throw a follow over there, the Locked on Browns Twitter account, follow back account, DMs open. As all of you folks know, whether it is the brand new Odyssey, whether it is Spotify, and of course, iTunes. Make sure you are following, subscribe to Locked on Browns. Five-star ratings, written reviews, greatly appreciated. Today's episode is brought to you our good friends. Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson, the Peacock and Williamson Show through the Locked On Umbrella. Make sure you're checking the guys out. They always do a fantastic job. The Browns made an interesting move today, uh, a gamble, certainly. We're going to get to that here, break that down a little bit for you. Segments two and three, we're going to sit down with Zach Blackerby Host of Locked On Auburn, we're going to get all schooled up on new wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. But getting to the news of the day, the Cleveland Browns have signed defensive tackle. And this is an interesting one, folks. We haven't heard this name in a while. Malik McDowell. Malik McDowell was a highly regarded prospect in the 2017 NFL draft. Three four teams were enamored with him, six foot six, 295 pounds Four three teams were enamored with him, putting him on the inside at six foot six, 295 pounds. But Malik McDowell had some issues at Michigan State. Um, Jeff Risden, as everybody knows, he's been on the show many times. They asked him about, you know, coaching and what he took from the coaching at Michigan State at the combine in 2017. And Malik McDowell essentially said, "I I kind of just do my own thing, you know, Almost made it a point to basically say he does not listen to his coaches. He gets drafted in the second round, 35th overall by the Seattle Seahawks. Then comes the first of many incidents. An ATV incident, uh, accident, which you know cost him his rookie year. Uh, then there's a DUI. Um, guy has himself in all sorts of trouble with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, eventually to the point where the Seattle Seahawks sued him for $800,000 that they were owed. Uh, Another incident where he was tased in a store, uh, ended up serving an 11-month prison sentence. Craziest thing is Malik McDowell has never taken an NFL snap. It is now 2021. Malik McDowell was drafted in the second round of the 2017 NFL draft. Has not taken a snap in this league. The physical skills are there. Uh, at the combine, ran under uh, you know ran about a four eight or so at six foot six, two hundred ninety five pounds. Just an incredible athlete. Even at Michigan State, he showed out well on film. But the gamble here, and look, this is a minor, minor gamble for the Browns. Obviously, Malik McDowell is going to have to toe the line. Uh, probably most likely keep his sobriety in check. Uh, and there cannot be any incidents whatsoever. I'm sure the Browns are bringing him in here with a one and done mentality. He can do anything, though. In the question will be: Is how raw is he? Four years, I mean, four and a half years after he's last played in a football game. How much juice is still left? You know, is the athleticism there? Is he still a a, a inkling of the player he was that got drafted in 2017? Me personally, it's a move I could have passed on. Um, we've talked about players of this, and you know we've got some on the timeline today. Well, I don't understand. People deserve second chances. This isn't a second chance for Malik McDowell. This is more like chance five or six. Um, there's been incidents all up and down his career and his life to this point. One of the also bright spots is Malik McDowell is not even 25 years old yet. Still just 24 years old. He's just an absolute pup at this point. Is he changed? Has he finally grown up? It certainly could be true. This is something where this Browns front office is gambling on, hey, A, we want to get a look. B, you were once this highly regarded, highly touted, big, tall, athletic freak. If you're available, we'll give you an opportunity. We'd like to see what you have. Does it pan out? I'm not sure. I can't tell you. I mean, you know, I have no idea what Malik McDowell weighs nowadays. Uh, I'm sure the Browns do. I'm sure they've been extensive. And Andrew Barry mentioned that it's been a two month process, entertaining the thought of bringing Malik McDowell to the Cleveland Browns. I, I, it, you're not going to have high hopes. Um, we'll see. Look, I mean, this is something where Malik McDowell may not even make it to training camp. It's certainly possible. Um, he could revert back onto his old ways. Who knows? Maybe all of it is 110% behind him, realizes the mistakes he's made, the amount of money he's cost himself. This would be right around the time Malik McDowell would have been cashing in this year uh, after his rookie contract. Um, maybe it's a case of I realize I've really, really screwed my life up and let me try to at least you know get some part of it back. So there's a gamble here because you never want to be associated, you know, bringing somebody in and having there be a slip up, having there be a screw up, because you know the headline will read Cleveland Browns defensive tackle got involved in this. But the front office folks, the fine front office folks, and everything that they have done now for almost 16 months in office in Berea. You give them and you afford them this luxury to take a gamble on somebody that they obviously were once enamored with. Some people in that building obviously thought Malik McDowell had the potential to be a fantastic football player. They're going to roll that dice. Uh, It's going to be on Malik McDowell, on the straight and narrow, make it to camp, show well in camp, show well in some exhibition games. The Browns certainly are not lacking in that defensive tackle room, so nothing is guaranteed here. Uh, but it'll be fun, and it to add another storyline of players to watch here off the off season. Uh, again, so Malik McDowell signed by the Cleveland Browns, drafted originally in 2017, has never taken an NFL snap, numerous run ins with the law, issues with alcohol, but now here could be a young man, you know, looking the age 25 right in the eye, saying, I- "I've got to do something. I- I've got to get, you know, my-, my my life in order." Or, you know, where is it going to be if you've already done an 11 month prison sentence? You end up again. Could be talking, you know, maybe years now, <laughs> five, ten opportunities there for Malik McDowell. We'll see, you know, if he takes the opportunity, what it turns into. But Andrew Barry and this front office, they deserve the right to make a move like this. Uh, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's a wild card. It's a chip. It's a lottery ticket. We'll see how it all plays out. We're going to sit down here with Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, talk all about that shiny new toy for Baker Mayfield, Mr. Anthony Schwartz. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sports
0: book experts. Jeff Lloyd with Locked on Browns joining us. How are you, my friend? We are good. Um, you know,
1: starting to get a uh, little bit of a, you know, our sea legs back, starting to feel a little bit better. Uh, you know, I tried to explain, you know, if you don't do the things that we do, I don't think people truly understand how difficult draft weekend is to navigate. Right. Um So, you know, you know, starting to get the feel back here, Uh, you know, yesterday, of course, you know, day of rest or whatever, but still a lot of work to be done. Uh, But a hell of a weekend, obviously a hell of a weekend for the city. Uh, You know, the Browns did very well. A lot of teams in the NFL did very well. But I think it was great for Cleveland, the city to get to host this. Right. Coming off the season, they did um, and showing as well as they did. I mean, all the reviews seem pretty positive from everybody who was there. So, you know, obviously, you know, a great, great weekend, you know, for the city of Cleveland and certainly the Browns organization, Zach.
0: Yeah, a lot of people saying the Browns may have won the draft. You know, a lot of people like to to kind of rank how certain teams did. I see Cleveland in the top two or three, regardless of where you look. Obviously, the, the pick, Jeff, that I'm most interested in was <laughs> your third round selection, a former Auburn wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz. You get the fastest player in the NFL draft in the third round. What are your thoughts on it? I was actually a huge, huge proponent
1: of Anthony Schwartz. Uh, I had somewhere within March I had put out that, and I had nailed correctly the Browns third-round pick of Jacob Phillips in 2020. I put Anthony Schwartz in that same genre, right in that same range, and I had actually picked about pick 91 for him. Anthony Schwartz, the speed is just game-changing. And look, he may never be a true starter in the NFL, and that's okay. Uh, The Browns last year, Baker Mayfield, as well as he played, there was so much pressure on him at times to be perfect because he didn't have that calling card that Patrick Mahomes did. Well, it's okay, I threw an interception. We'll just go 75 yards in one play the next drive to Tyreek Hill to McCall Hardman. The coverage was forever congested. You saw it in that Chiefs playoff game. They said we know you ain't got anybody, anybody who can go deep, so we're not going to care about it. Uh, they basically the only one there was was Rashard Higgins, and it turned into a fumble at the goal line that the Browns lost. Gosh. He brings with his four two seven speed. It's it's a call it card, and for some people who say, oh, he went higher than you know th- than he should have. Well, that's what four two seven does. When you run that fast, it it just becomes unmatched. And look, he doesn't have to be an eighty five reception guy. He doesn't have to be a 1,300, 12 TDs. The impact he can make with his foot speed just being on the field is paramount. Also, I loved what Auburn did with him down there. Uh, he ran for almost 400 total yards. The jet sweeps, the reverses, the threats of using his speed and other things than just being a wide receiver. This is just another element for Kevin Stefanski to add to this offense. And it's crazy to think that a player – a rookie in Anthony Schwartz can come out onto the field and the Browns can have all these weapons, whether it's Chubb, Hunt, Beckham, uh, obviously Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, Rashard Higgins, tight ends of, you know, David Najoku and all this athleticism and great productive players over the year on the field. And if Anthony Schwartz steps onto that field, that's going to be the one that defenses are concerned about that. And that's for him to be fifth, sixth, seventh option, whatever he's going to be in the pecking order. It's gonna make a tremendous difference. There is nothing you can do. Four two seven is four two seven.
0: And that's something that's that's really amazing to think about. And I had him unlocked on, on Auburn and I was talking to him. I'm like, okay, so what do NFL teams want to do with you? And he said, slot. You know, Auburn moved him to the slot a lot more this past year. That's where he feels most comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking when he's in the slot and you've got Odell Beckham maybe outside to his right, and all of a sudden that safety has to step back a step or two just in case, you know, in case Anthony Schwartz wants to run straight on that play. And you just think about the space that it could possibly open up for a guy like Jarvis Landry or a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I think Schwartz is going to have a big impact in this offense. It may not be huge on the stat sheet. But I think you just have to play things differently when he's on the field. And I think other receivers are going to benefit from that. I think everybody's
1: going to benefit from it. I mean, to Coach Stefanski, the play caller, the offensive coordinator, Baker Mayfield, it's just going to open things up and it's going to allow this offense, which did so well last year as it was, it's going to allow them to breathe. There's going to be a lot more gimmies there. There's going to be a lot more layups. If Anthony Schwartz goes deep, there's not a safety in the NFL who can run with him. So if you've got to commit a second defender to him, what are you doing about Nick Chubb out of the backfield? What are you doing about Kareem Hunt out of the backfield? What are you doing about Jarvis Landry and Rashad Higgins who excel on moving the chains and running short, quick routes over the middle? It's just going to be a, a big headache. Um, and again, he does not have to be this major contributor. You look at what the Chiefs did, and the Browns saw this firsthand last year with McCall Hardman, with Tyreek Hill. When you have players of this ilk just that fast, it creates issues. The Browns don't necessarily need him to be Tyreek Hill. But if he can give them some of what McColl Hardman gives to the Chiefs, yeah. the Browns will take it and they will take it in spades. It's just going to open things up, make everything that much easier, and the pressure <clears throat> will no longer be there for Baker Mayfield to absolutely have to be perfect. And now you're putting this all on top of the fact that this defense is going to be so much deeper, so much more talented that you're going to be able to, you know, you'll you'll be able to make a mistake and not feel like oh no we may lose this game now. This is paramount extreme speed was the one thing this offense was lacking last year. You're essentially bringing everything back, but the one thing they didn't have is they didn't have this fast and furious type of speed. They've got one of those guys now.
0: So for Auburn fans that uh that kind of latch onto the Browns cuz I mean Anthony Schwartz flash, he was a he was a fan favorite at Auburn. So I think there're going to be people that watch the Browns this year because of him. What are uh, what what are expectations going into the season for him? I mean, how many how many catches is a guy like Schwartz going to have with his absolutely loaded offensive roster?
1: I think in year one, and you're going to have to assume there's going to be some sort of learning curve. And I think we can all be fair that Anthony Schwartz probably still needs you know a little bit of polish. Um, You know, still needs a little work on the route running, uh, a little bit more consistent with his actual receiving of the ball, which is fine. You would say this about any wide receiver that was drafted in the third round pick. But what you're going to see is, I would say, 25. Maybe if you want to compare it to Donovan Peoples jones who was a little bit under 20 receptions. You know, Donovan was drafted late day three. Maybe compare this a little bit more to Anthony Schwartz. 30, 35. Maybe getting involved more five, six, seven rushes of the ball or the threat of that. I would say you're probably going to figure possibly 50 touches. But a lot of this is also going to depend on how they go. You know, the Browns last year were in a position with a lot of games where they got up early. So you're not going to go basically show off something that you don't have to show off, you know, in order to win. So it's going to be something that's going to be used when they need it. It's certainly something that's going to be used. They get in a situation that where they're behind, and it's a quick way to get some points back with a player with that acceleration and overall speed. But this was just, for me, I, I was just excited because it was just one that made the most sense. And if you listen to the Browns' uh, front office in the offseason, basically they emphasized they wanted more speed. They were happy with a lot of what they have on this roster. They knew they needed to get faster in certain positions. They were careful not to say it about the wide receiver position because you have two guys there making a ton of money. But you just needed, this is the one thing they did not have. There is not a player on the offensive side of the ball that is and carries elite speed. And Anthony Schwartz, it's not just elite speed. It is top of the NFL elite speed. And it's just something that should be able to pay off and pay big dividends for everybody on that offensive side of the ball.
0: Jeff, for the Auburn folks listening that, that now have invested interest in the Cleveland Browns, where they can find where can they find all of your content, my friend?
1: Uh, as anybody uh, knows, uh, with Locked On, and I know everybody went through this with Locked On. Over and with Zach, um, right now we're having a little bit of difficulty with iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, the brand new Odyssey. Who are being fantastic, gracious hosts to us over there. All your other podcasting apps, the Locked On Browns Twitter account. Me personally, at Jeff underscore uh, LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, It's Browns 24-7. And I I can't even tell you again, Zach. This one just tickled me to death because I'm always a sucker for the deep speed. I, I really, really am. And just now with the way the NFL is played and everything being so spread out, this was just a perfect match of need and player for the Cleveland Browns.
0: I love it. Jeff, thank you so much for your time, my friend. You're listening to Locked On Auburn.
1: Professionals and do it yourselfers, rockauto.com has the same prices for everybody, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, similar to what the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or an account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now. Use their How Did You Hear About Us box and be sure to write in Locked On so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are sitting down here today with host of Locked On Auburn, Zach Blackerby. Uh, Zach does a fantastic job, obviously, to Auburn, the SEC, the tradition, the paramount of that conference We're going to talk a little bit about Anthony Schwartz here, the Browns third round selection, number 91 overall. Zach, one question I do have, um, and last summer, obviously, Zach, uh, Zach, uh, Anthony Schwartz was supposed to be training for the Olympics. Obviously that never came to fruition. Was there any talk prior to that about maybe where Anthony's path could have headed Was it always going to be back to the football team for the fall or were there concerns that maybe he would become unavailable due to Olympic aspirations?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a big part of Schwartz's uh, recruitment was he was also really interested in Auburn's track program. And early on as a freshman, he kind of had limited access to football practice because in the spring he was running track. And obviously, you know, at, at the time, the head coach for Auburn was Gus Malzahn. He was okay with that. And, um, you know, he kind of transitioned during fall and used the summer to kind of beef up a little bit and kind of, uh, kind of, you know, work out more as a receiver then. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of surprised a lot of people because there were rumors going into 2021, or excuse me, going into 2020, where it's like, okay, Schwartz may not play because he's going to kind of make that decision to be all in as a track guy, his future is in Olympic track. And then he kind of came out and said a few weeks after those rumors were swirling around, Hey, no, I'm all in on football. I'm a football player. It's my first love. I just happened to be, you know, a football guy that was fast enough to run track and Auburn fans are like, okay, cool. And so he didn't run track. You know, he, uh, you know, spring practice was, was canceled last year due to, you know, COVID stuff. And so, Uh, He practiced all summer with Bo Nix, Auburn's quarterback, and then kind of hit the ground running in the fall. So that was something that surprised us a little bit. Uh, That was always kind of been a conversation about him. And Ale.com put out a a YouTube series on Schwartz, kind of his path to the draft story. And track is a big part of this guy's life, or at least it was. But now he's all in on football now. And uh, he's uh, he's working on trying to enhance his game as a wide receiver.
1: It's kind of interesting because, I mean, this is one of those things with COVID, you know, things get changed. So it's, it is interesting from the fact that maybe, you know, the situation could have changed for Anthony Schwartz. Either way, glad that he is here and obviously the number one overall selection for the Cleveland Browns. Take me a little bit through the career, uh, you know, of him there. You know, when he came in, obviously here was this smaller guy with this track background. I think one of the coolest things and stories of this 2021 NFL draft. Is the fact that Anthony and so many of his high school teammates were all drafted together, which is just crazy, crazy to think about? But take us through in the progression of you know day one of Anthony Schwartz arriving in Auburn, you know, to the player who got drafted. And I got to say, Zach, it would have been really interesting if Auburn lost a football player to track over football.
0: Yeah, it would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. <laughs> but I mean, I just think back to you know, I guess the the start of him going to Auburn. Was when he when he committed to the Tigers. He and another uh, another Florida guy, um, Sean Shivers. It was so interesting because Schwartz finished first in all of these state track meets, and Shivers always finished second or third. And there was another guy up there that went to LSU that was kind of always in between them right behind him. And it was just so funny because his Auburn fan base become. I mean, it was really really funny to watch how interested they became. <laughs> and Florida high school track, but that was just kind of like I mean when Schwartz runs, I mean, they call him Flash for a reason, but you've got to watch it. I mean, it's crazy. And so that's um that was really, really fun. So obviously he he comes to Auburn and he he's electric and his freshman year, he didn't get to play a lot, but Auburn fans were screaming from the top of their lungs, like please put Anthony Schwartz in more. Because Auburn's passing game stunk. And so the the old offense for the Tigers was, okay, they had a hard time putting their two best receivers on the field because the old coaching staff, and and this was a very bad idea, but they like penciled in these receivers into certain positions. And so we were like, okay, why can't they put, you know, Schwartz and um, I guess Slayton was the other guy at the time. He's with the Giants now if my uh, timeline is correct, but they couldn't put both these guys on the field at the same time. And Auburn fans are like, that is dumb. Like, that is stupid. You've got to figure out a way to do that. And so eventually they did. And so he got more and more reps as his freshman year went on, but still not as many targets, but man, it seemed like every time he got a target or, you know, they said, okay, Hey, you go, you go try to take the top off of a defense. He was able to do it. Um, now, did they always connect? No, because he really struggled with inconsistent quarterback play during his time at Auburn. But, yes, man, sir. man, as far as him creating his own space, and sure, it was a lot of speed. It wasn't really routes or kind of any other movements. But just with his sure, perfect, pure speed, he was able to consistently be open. Now, would the quarterback hit him? No, not always. But, but obviously, I mean, the NFL is looking at his ability to get open because Baker Mayfield's going to be able to find him. So... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you saw as freshman and sophomore year. And then, you know, later in his career, he became the guy. And it was interesting because they started moving him around the formation more. He became a lot more involved in the, uh, the passing game that kind of hit the middle of the field opposed to just being a deep threat guy or an outside guy. And they asked him to run more slants. They asked him to, you know, kind of run drags across the field. And he really, really did a good job with it. He became more of a pure receiver. And as soon as I saw that last year, I was like, okay, I think the NFL is going to be noticing this. And, and they did. And, and, uh, that's why he went the third round on top of, uh, some of his speed. So yeah, I mean, Schwartz, Schwartz is one of the guys that, that really got better over the course of their time at Auburn. And you can't say that for a lot of the receivers that went through that program.
1: No, certainly not for the, you know, the last few years and the way the passing game has gone at Auburn, uh, before we start to put a bow on this year, Zach, what, what's your favorite? What was your favorite Anthony Schwartz moment? What was the play? And you know, maybe as you're describing, man, we probably didn't get as much out of him as we could have in his time down here.
0: I think the reverse against Texas A&M two seasons ago. Yep. And, and I'm sure you guys have seen it. I'm sure Browns fans have seen it at this point. But, man, I mean, he just had – that's when he really showcased the fact that he had another gear that other people just don't have. I mean, these are D1 SEC athletes. Texas A&M out-recruits pretty much every every school in the country with the exception of like four teams. And these guys have incredibly gifted athletes. And Schwartz is making it look like their offensive linemen, these defensive backs, that he is just going going past. And so that was really the first big one where it's like, oh man, this is something special. (laughs) And I I wish we would have seen more of that. The one I took away
1: from that was, is that show that you know what and where you say, hey, I'm a football player. That's the one because normally a track guy, they're going to take that outside. Mm-hmm. He had to cut that in and you know and rely on what his number one calling card was, the elite speed. He hit it. And I, I totally agree because there's players from Texas A&M and they're looking around like, like who in the world? What in the world is that? Yeah, the guys course, had an angle.
0: Know. I mean, they had an absolute angle on him, like everything they've been taught since they started playing football in you know, fourth <laughs> grade. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit faster than what you're used to. It, it was crazy. So, yeah, that's the play that stands out to me with Schwartz. Uh,
1: no doubt about it, folks. This was Zach Lackerby, host of Locked On Auburn, part of the Locked On family. Zach, please, uh, because look, Auburn always putting out solid, solid talent. You never know. The Browns could be back. It does seem once they get a reputation with the school and if it does pan out, they're certainly going to be back. Please let everybody know, you know, where they can find the great work and all your Auburn coverage.
0: Yeah, and a lot of more optimism about the program with uh, with Brian Harson taking over. I think we'll have more success in the NFL draft moving forward. But yeah, I'm on Twitter at zblackerby, and uh, of course, you can find Locked On Auburn on all the socials as well as wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff.
1: I just want to say I want to extend a personal thanks. Um, Zach is also part of our social team. He was part of the you know part, some of the guys behind the scenes. Uh, helping all of us get all this content out. I got so much great, you know, review for the video pieces. Look, you know, we did them. Everybody else kind of took the ball and made all that happen. Zach was certainly part of all that. So big thanks to Zach. You know, uh, there's so many people that, you know, get behind the scenes when something great happens. I want to make sure that everybody understands Zach was a part of that as well. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.